Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Digital Nomad Podcast, uh, the Digital Nomad Mastery Podcast, where we teach people how to master the art and science of being a digital nomad, uh, which means you can work from anywhere around the world as long as your Wi-Fi. Uh, so you could be in places like Albania, such as a guest today, or places like Suriname, where I'm currently doing the podcast from. Uh, so we love interviewing digital nomad, and I even love uh, interviewing digital nomad parents, uh, because a lot of parents, they have a resistance, a fear, of actually leaving because of their kids' school or um, uh, just commitments with their kids. So uh, I'm uh, pleased to uh, interview Monique today. Uh, Monique's an international business consultant focusing on uh, female business owners. Uh, so we're going to be finding out about Monique, her background, how she uh, became a digital nomad, uh, a little bit more about her business consultancy, and uh, tips for aspiring and new digital nomads. So tell us, uh, first of all, a little bit about yourself, uh, Monique. Well, thank you so much for having me. So I kind of have uh, a background that would seem that it wouldn't have led to this life. I am a small town girl. I'm from a small town in Colorado. And both sides of my family have actually lived there for over 100 years. So my family, they like to, you know, be in one spot, settle. They have brick and mortar businesses. And I was the one odd duck that said, I want to go to all these places at National Geographic. My grandmother bought me a lifetime subscription at age five, and I fell in love with the world, and I knew that this would be my life. Amazing. Uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, the journey to becoming a digital nomad. So it's one thing to want it, to desire it, but it's another whole other thing to leave uh, your city and to travel the world. <laughs> it's very true. Well, the first step was when I was 19 years old, I took a trip to Myanmar, Burma at the time, and I spent a summer there. I volunteered, and it really sparked that travel bug in me, and also I wanted to volunteer more places. So instead of going to college, I never went to college. Instead of going to college, I volunteered most of my 20s, and I went to uh, here in Albania. That's how I fell in love with Albania. I also was a volunteer in Kenya. And after being in Kenya, I got malaria, and so I went back to the U.S., and I met my husband on a blind date, and we started a business, and I said, the thing that has to be in place is this has to be a business that we can do from anywhere because I want to travel again. I, I, I just can't go back, you know, to that, that regular life, and so that's what we did. Is our first business was a marketing business. We did websites, SEO, pay-per-click, all of that. And we spent 2012 in Albania, and then we had two babies in 12 months, and that was even more motivation and inspiration for me to leave the country again because I really wanted to raise my boys in this way, in this lifestyle. Uh, amazing. Uh, uh, you know, as a new parent, uh, you already had the mindset of being a, a digital nomad, a world traveler, because uh, a lot of us parents, we kind of figured after we have kids that. You know, it's not satisfying paying off a mortgage for the next 40 years, living in a suburb, uh, driving kids uh, back and forth from school, when there's a whole world out there that is calling us uh, for, for adventure and uh, novelty. Uh, so I'm glad you already had the mindset going into uh, the parenting journey. Yeah, absolutely. I could relate to everything you just said. The, the minute I got pregnant, I said, we have to be ready. We have to be ready to leave this country. Like, <laughs> the minute this child, like, turns one, we're out of here, you know? <laughs> uh, so tell us about where your travels have taken you. So you, you mentioned Burma, um, 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 you know, obviously the, the quite a lot of the U.S. You mentioned Albania. Uh, mm -hmm. Where else uh, have you gone on your global uh, 
travels? Uh, well, I've done, um, let's see here. In Asia, I went to Burma and Singapore, and then almost all of Eastern Europe. So, you know, Albania and Montenegro, Macedonia, Bulgaria, um, uh, Greece, uh, and all of Europe. Um, and then last year, we actually spent, as a family, we spent the year in Mexico. So we spent most of the time in Guanajuato City. That was amazing. And then we also took the boys to Costa Rica on a visa run. So that was, that was a lot of fun as well. Uh, awesome. Uh, sounds like, uh, you know, epic adventure around the world. Uh, tell us a little bit more about Albania because uh, I, I'm, sh I'm pretty sure most of our listeners and viewers haven't been to Albania yet. I've done a lot of Western Europe, haven't um, made my way to Eastern Europe as much. Uh, so tell us a little bit about Albania, just generally a quick one-on-one -on -one about uh, Albania and why do you particularly love it so much? Well, I love it first and foremost because not very many people come here. I tend to gravitate to those places off the beaten path. And Albania has so much natural beauty. I mean, you can be in the mountains and it looks like you're in Telluride, Colorado. You can be at the beach and you're like, are you in Bora Bora? I mean, this see-through turquoise water. But really, the reason I love Albania is because of the people. I told my husband the other day, once an Albanian lets you in their heart, you can do no wrong. They love so hard and they just, they're so loyal and they're just a people that they've been isolated for so long, but they're so true to their culture and to their traditions and to being good to human beings. And that's why we're back. And that's why I'll always love this country because that's what they were for me the three years that I lived here when I was single and young and didn't have a clue about what I was doing. <laughs> awesome. Uh, now, now you inspired me just to go there because uh, I've been looking forward to doing uh, my Eastern European adventure. We kind of do segments at a time. So uh, I did a lot of Asia, a lot of Western Europe. I did uh, uh, Oceania, uh, a little bit of Africa. And now we're doing South America really uh, concentrated. But I'd love to do Eastern Europe uh, and uh, definitely include Albania on the list. I love it. That's That's my goal. I forgot mm. to say, too, one of my favorite countries that I went to was Egypt. That was like mm. my first goal was to go see those pyramids and go to Alexandria. So that was that was one of my favorites. Yeah, absolutely. Egypt's uh, incredible in terms of history and culture and just the incredible monuments that humanity built with very little resources. It's a it's a it's a shocker. Um, so, yeah. Tell us, Monique, about how have you generated uh, income uh, in terms of being able to be location independent? Absolutely. So after I had two babies in 12 months, I realized that I needed to transition our business. I was the networker, I was a saleswoman, and my husband, he implemented, you know, he took care of all the sales. And I realized I couldn't be that person anymore. So the first thing that I did is I started a mastermind. And what I realized is that every marketing client we had, I basically did free consulting for them. So I said, I'm going to charge for that. I'm going to start a mastermind so that I can be with a group of people one and a half hours out of the week, and the rest of the time I can be with my babies. And that mastermind, almost two years later, has blossomed into a dynamic group of women. And it, you know, that alone pays the travel bills. And then it's just expanded out. I've created other programs. I wrote a book. Um, I do paid challenges. And it's the best thing because... The consulting piece was the part that I just didn't even think about. I just did it, right? I'd see things in our client's business. And so it's, it's like getting to make money doing the thing that just comes easiest to me.
uh, you definitely have the wealth of business experience and expertise, so uh, uh, I guess you can apply it to your clients. So what have you found, uh, you know, with uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, um, especially female entrepreneurs, what do you find are the common struggles that uh, every entrepreneur faces? I, I know, for example, uh, lack of focus. Uh, we always follow the yes. shiny object syndrome, and we bounce around, and uh, we start a podcast and a YouTube channel, and when we used to do a blog, and we launch our courses and our coaching and our masterminding, etc. I know I struggle with that. Uh, what are what are the, some of the common uh, challenges you uh, find uh, your clients face? Well, absolutely. You listed the biggest one. And I'm a third generation entrepreneur and I started offline, right? All of my family's offline. I started my business offline. And what I learned that I was able to translate and bring online is that brick and mortar business owners, they have to be focused. They can't afford to chase 10 different squirrels at once. They can't afford to spend money and be leaking money all these different ways. And so I kept that in my own business and that's what I teach my clients. And for women, their mother, most of my clients are mothers and grandmothers. So they have a lot of hats to wear. They have a lot of responsibilities in their life. And I tell them, when you come into your work, you've got to focus. Number one, you have to have business hours. Most of my clients don't have business hours. I said, just like a brick and mortar business, they have hours, they flip that open sign, they open that door, come hell or come high water. You have to do the same thing in your business if you want results. And you have to realize that that actually is what frees you up to enjoy your kids fully, to go travel, to do whatever else, is that you're fully present at least three hours a day on your business. Uh, great, great, great tip. Um, uh, you know, I've heard that, uh, uh, you know, a suggestion. I find that even though we might put in our calendars, we might uh, tell our spouses, we don't actually do it uh, just because of the way we are. We're so passionate about a business. It's so hard to stick to that three-hour work day or that four-hour work week. Um, even Tim Ferriss, you know, the, the famous author, is probably working much more than actually four hours a week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no so doubt. how do you actually limit yourself? Well, you know what I do is I tell my clients this. First off, after you set those office hours, you have to train the people in your life. You have to tell your spouse and your children and your mom and your girlfriend and your clients and whoever you need to. Because if you don't, then you know as well as I do. If you say, I'm going to work from noon to three or noon to four, your mom's going to call you and say, I can't remember my password to Yahoo. And your husband's going to say, hey, could you make something quick to eat before you go? And then they're gonna, school's going to call and say, hey, your kid's got to whatever. And you have to really train the people around you. But the other thing that I like to do is I tell my clients, don't, don't take an eight-hour workday because it's actually not productive. I like to force focus because when I have them track what they're doing during that time, it's not productive and it's certainly not money-making activity. So I tell them, if you want to make money, and if you don't want to make money, then there's a whole other conversation, but if you want to make money, then you have to focus on the money-making activities and literally put everything else to the side because the rest of that stuff is costing you money. Oh man, I need I need your consulting. I need your coaching because, <laughs> uh, you know, like uh, I I do coaching as well, and uh, I find I need to get more coaching clients to pay the bills and to uh, generate the revenue to travel more. But I get distracted by hey, let's launch a podcast because I'd love to interview digital nomads. But but somehow I feel it'll still help. Uh, you know, uh, through the funnel, getting people into uh, into the coaching business. But I know there's probably other activities I could do to generate me income right away rather than figuring out um, kind of a longer-term strategy? Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that you're right. 
what I tell my clients is you might have a longer term strategy. Like my mastermind was a longer term strategy. I had to cultivate that. I had to nurture it. But I also know the strategies that work really fast for me. I'll give you one example. Half an hour ago, I did, or an hour ago, I did a live in my Facebook group. And within 30 minutes, I made $600. Wow. So I know the things that get me fast money. And I know the things that are important for the long haul for my future vision. So uh, how did you, okay, I got to ask, I mean, you, you mentioned it. How did you make $600 through your Facebook Live in the last hour? So I had this idea that I would do a, an intensive and teach my clients how to network because this is one of the biggest things I see with women is they can connect with the neighbor if they need an egg or they, they've got friends and they've got girlfriends. But when it comes to their professional life, when it comes to their own business, they don't know how to make connections and collaborate and build relationships that matter. So then sales are harder. Referrals are few and far between. Testimonials, you got to freaking, you know, chase people down and beg them. And so I said, I'm going to put together this intensive. I'm going to teach you how to network online and offline. And I know this is their big pain point because I hear it all the time, right? I quote them verbatim every time they write it. And I uh, said, I want, I want to start June uh, 19th and I want a total of 50 women and put the link and boom, there it was. You took massive radical action and uh, you got results. So good on you for, for doing that. Thank you. <laughs> so Monique, uh, you travel with your husband and kids. Obviously, uh, you also like to sightsee. Uh, how, how do you actually uh, balance those different areas? How do you make sure your uh, marital relationship strong? How do you make sure the bond between your kids is strong? How do you also stay healthy, uh, fit spiritually, mentally, physically? Uh, how I mean, that's a struggle that all parents have. Uh, what, are, what are some of the other ways that you overcome it? I'm going to be honest. I find all of that much easier outside the U.S. Um, the U.S. is a culture and a lifestyle that I don't think fosters any of that. It doesn't encourage any of that. I think it's overscheduled. It's overstressed. People are overspending, overstrapped over, over everything. So what we find is our typical schedule is in the morning we have family time and then if my husband has appointments then I will then take the kids to go play go to the beach go you know take them to town go to the park for two or three hours then we meet we have lunch together and then I switch off then it's my work hours in, in the afternoon and evening and then when the kids are asleep my husband and I spend an hour or two talking connecting we also go out for date nights and we walk everywhere we eat very clean very healthy because it's it's not an option. We don't have all those choices, the junk food, the fast food. I mean, we're eating fish from the sea. We're eating cucumber, tomato salads. Just, it's, it's sort of going back to how things were probably in my grandparents' time. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. And not just in the U.S., I'm actually from Canada, definitely in, the, in Canada. I think uh, most of Western society is uh, becoming, um, you know, a stressed, uh, stress-driven uh, um, uh, culture. Um, you know, Canada, U.S., uh, Western Europe. I'm not sure how it is in the eastern side of the Europe, but yeah. definitely Australia, New Zealand, etc. So, I can relate to so many friends. Uh, I'm glad I'm here in South America where they do siestas in the middle of the yes. day. And they do I know things. that's what I love about it. Yeah, yeah. Albania—they do—they do nap time as well. So <laughs> everything closes from two to five. I mean, literally, you can't find anything open, and it's like, hey we're all going to go home and relax, you know? So Monica, you're living the dream. Uh, you're over there in Europe. I'm living the dream over here in South America. Uh, there are other people who aren't living the dream yet. 
uh, they want to travel more, they want to make money online, they want to do something like you have done, set up an international business consultancy, but they don't know where to start. Uh, so any suggestions in terms of the etymology, the beginning, the origins? Well, first of all, I think that you have to come to terms with this is your dream and you can't expect everyone to be on board with it and you need to be careful about who you let in your inner circle. If they're not supportive, if they're not encouraging you, if they're not rooting for you, if they're not helping you, then you need to really probably push them further because it's hard enough to pull this off when you've got a supportive circle. The other thing I would say is this. If you're unclear on the money side, on the business side, on the whatever, the work side, learn from people who've already done what you want to do. That just makes sense. Don't DIY it forever. Don't spin your wheels. Don't take three years to do what you can do in six to 12 months just because you're either stubborn or you're cheap or whatever it is, right? Just follow someone else's path because success always leaves clues. Absolutely, and part of the reason we do all these interviews is that success leaves clues and other digital nomads are very willing and uh, eager to give back and help other aspiring and newbie uh, digital nomads and entrepreneurs. So uh, good on you for setting up what you have. Uh, how can people connect with you uh, if they are uh, female business owners and if they want to get some coaching and consulting from you, uh, where can they find you? Well, my website, MoniqueAlvarezEnterprises.com has the whole scoop about me, the services I offer, and also they can read my book, Success Redefined, Travel, Motherhood, and Being the Boss. It's available on Amazon as well as my website. Awesome. So make sure you connect with Monique on her website, on her social media. Make sure you grab a copy of the book. It sounds like a great title, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes as well. That helps us with our ranking on our podcast. And uh, we also have a video version and an audio version. So if you're listening to this one, make sure you subscribe to us on uh, YouTube uh, so you can watch uh, and listen uh, to all the audio and video content we produce. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for uh, tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Uh, wish you the best over there in Albania, and we might uh, cross paths somewhere in this beautiful world that we both inhabit. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And you too can make your travel dreams come true. We'll see you in the next episode.